Does everyone have the notes? If you don't have the notes, it will help you. Uh, Emily here, I won't call you out by name, sorry, except for you. Uh, back there, oh, you, you bet better? That better? Okay, cool. Amen. Well, I want, us to, I want to start out with 2 Timothy 1.7. Keep your hands up. They're going to get you the notes. It's going to help you a lot. Hopefully, they've got the notes coming. Yeah. 2 Timothy 1.7 from the J.B. Phillips translation. It says, because you have this faith, I now remind you to stir up that inner fire which God gave you at your ordination. Stir up that inner fire. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Last week was a special time. The Holy Spirit moved in many ways. And it's what we've called, we use the term, the manifest presence of God was in that service. I sense the manifest presence of God here today as well. It comes from two Latin words, mani, where we get in Spanish, mano, the, the, the hand, and festos, festive. It's when the Holy Spirit comes corporately in a manifested way where it's the festive hand of God moving and touching and inspiring. People last week, someone was watching online from Houston, and they got physically healed from a word it, that, through the online. So those watching, this, it's, it works. It works. People were inspired. People were healed, even in their emotions. The song, he's running, back to, running after you. Someone was really, was really touched by that in their own life. Different ones. Um, and, and the interesting thing, and Larry Albee, can you come on up? He, Larry was just telling me this, or you know, I, can, I can feel Donna you, you here and run towards you with the microphone. <laughs> but Larry was just telling me this. Um, we'll let everybody see. Larry was, yeah, come on in, come on. Uh, oh, Larry was just uh, telling me this before Sunday school this morning. You want to just say? Um, I just want to say that uh, three years ago, I fractured my hip bad enough that I needed three weeks to learn how to walk again. And I've had pain in my back ever since, period, just pain. Last week, Glenn jokingly pointed me out and said, ah, there's Larry, he needs a tune-up, like some spark plugs or something. <laughs> and right when he said spark plugs, the pain went out of my back. I have not had pain in my back since it, I've been overly cautious. I haven't stretched it or bent it or anything like that. But I have not had any pain in my back for over a week. That's great. Praise God. Wow. Wow. One thing I noticed with this, and thank you for that. And by the way, anybody with back pain right now, raise your hand. Anybody right now, raise your hand with back pain. You want healing? All right. Anyone online as well? Holy Spirit, we ask that you would touch those with back pain. Those with any kind of disc thing, any kind of anything in the, the area of the spine in the back. We thank you. The testimonies build our faith that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. 
So we thank you now for that, that even that release right now to heal in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want you to notice that, at least I noticed last week, that in each case of someone being touched or encountered, it was related to God using a person to bless someone else. The worship team, Jessica's testimony last week, so she gave testimony, people were touched through that, faith rose up. It, it, God uses us to bless others. And so today I want to make room for the Holy Spirit to do the same thing. I'm not going to preach as long today because I want to give us time. And I believe the Lord wants to reactivate us in gifts and callings that maybe we've put on the shelf for a while. Or maybe we, boy, we really moved in that gifting a year ago or two years ago. And, you know, it's, it's common. We can kind of drift away. And God's not mad, but he's, he's calling us back into this. And I believe he's reactivating all of us. It's the body of Christ. When we come together, we're able, God wants to use us to bless other people. And so I believe that's what I, he wants to do today. He wants to use us and reactivate us in our spiritual giftings and release us today to bless each other. I believe the Lord wants to strengthen us and stir us in our faith and our expectation to move in the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2 says, Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day, meaning we can move in the Holy Spirit today. We're not waiting for this COVID thing to lift before we move in the Holy Spirit. We're not waiting till things get back to normal to do normal Christianity, which is each of us has something to offer to someone else. We're not waiting for that. We're moving in the Holy Spirit today. Today's the day. And you can say, well, I'm kind of a new believer or I'm a teenager. You know, no, this, it's, it's all of us. We are a, a brand new believer can move in the supernatural power of God. You don't need 10 healing room classes in order to, to move in the power of the Spirit. You all have the Holy Spirit within you if you're a believer. The third person of the Godhead dwells inside you. There is no junior Holy Spirit. It's not like an eight-year-old eight young boy or girl has a junior Holy Spirit. This isn't Whataburger, where you have a Whataburger junior, and then you have, you know, no, we've all been given the big size Whataburger double meat with cheese, with lettuce, ketchup, onions, large fries or onion rings. All right, I got, but that's what I order. We, we have the full gifting of the Holy Spirit in us. Now we have different, maybe you don't like lettuce, ketchup, onions, but you've got, God's given you other gifts, but you have the access of the fullness of the third person of the Godhead dwelling in you. All of us can pray for the sick, cast out demons, and prophesy. Because it's based on what Jesus did on the cross 
not based on our own feeling like I've really got faith today. It's based on what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection, and you have the Holy Spirit in you. It's not based on how many good works you did this week, or if you're in a good mood, or if you've got a lot of energy when you pray for somebody. You know, you can be, I've had times where I'm really tired physically, but the Holy Spirit never gets tired. He never gets tired. So when you are praying for someone and you say, I just don't have many, any feelings really here, but I'm going to go ahead and lay hands on them and, and pray, it's the same Holy Spirit, and he's always ready. He's always in a good mood, and he's always ready to move. He does use us, though, regardless of the state that we're in. It's not if we scream, in the name of Jesus, I command you, come out. You know, it's not, it's not like the demons go, ooh, he really, now we'll really listen. <laughs> it's, you can whisper, in the name of Jesus, unclean spirit, set this person free. And those demons have to obey because of the word of God and the power of the blood. It's just God's waiting for us to step out of the boat and say, I'm going to go for it. And I think that today, one of the things I believe the Lord wants to do is break down this passivity that's tried to set in, especially during this season. You know, it's, and I appreciate a lot of the messages that I've been able to be built up by pastors and online and other messages, but a lot of them are related to just kind of surviving during the pandemic. You know, survive with joy or with peace or with holiness. Like, don't slip into bad sin, you know, don't slip, you know, be victorious. And I appreciate all of that. But you know what? In football, they taught us the best defense is a good offense. The best way to stay in joy and stay in peace is to move forward in the things God's called us to. Today's the day of salvation. Let's, as we move forward in these things, because in football, when you are, when your offense is on the field a lot, the defense gets to rest. And then they're ready to really be a good, you know, stop the team, the other team. So I believe the Lord wants us to have the opposite spirit in this hour. To go opposite of what so many are doing. And that's just, well, I'm just trying to survive. Well, we should survive. But God's ready for us to step into this even more. I just want us to, I want to, Allow the Holy Spirit to have his way today through all of us today. And so we're going to give, I'm going to give you some time in a few minutes to, to really listen to the Lord and let the Lord use you to pray for other people today. If you don't feel, if you just want to stay where you are or leave as soon as we, you know, we, we get to that place, that's, that's up to you. But I believe the Lord wants to bring a release today for you to bless other people with what God's put in your heart and given you in your life. So I want to look at some verses. Acts 2.17, these are some verses that will stir that, that verse we read at the beginning, that fire in us, that inner fire. 
that God's put in us. In the last days, Acts 2, 17 through 20, he says, I will pour out. No, don't be sorry. Someone's phone went off. I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. See that? It's underlined up there. On all flesh. See, somebody got, Siri got convicted right in the middle of the message. I'm sorry. I will let the Holy Spirit use me more when people ask me questions. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Every single believer, every born-again believer, this passage is saying, will do supernatural things. They'll prophesy, they'll see visions, they'll dream dreams. And here's the key word, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. It's before the, the coming of the Lord. In other words, this isn't just miracles that are going to happen at that moment Jesus returns. The Holy Spirit's going to come on his people in power and the increase of every believer operating in the Spirit is before the Lord returns. It's for this hour of history, for right now. 1 Corinthians 14, 31, you can all prophesy. You know when you look up that Greek word for all, you know what it means in Greek, Nate? All. Scholar here. It means all prophesy. Now that's New King James Version, but you know, there's no, there's no traditions of man version the T-O-M-V, that would say only the pastors and leaders can prophesy and a couple of kind of strange-looking, weird-eyed people can prophesy. It says we can all prophesy. It's not just a few. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Uh, well, 14, 31, you can... Oh, no, that was already... There. 12, 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. What does each one mean in the Greek? Each one. Matthew 10, 8, Jesus gave the, great, gave the commission, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You have received great free salvation. You yourself have received the power of the Spirit in your life. Now freely give to others. Give it to others. Again, it's, it's because of what Jesus did on the cross, not how spiritual you are or how, how much Bible you know. You just need a go-for-it type of spirit. I mean, are you, are you, I'm kind of believing the Holy Spirit's stirring us right now to say, I'm going to go for this in a new level. I'm going to step out in a new level and I really believe you're going to see great results uh, as we respond to this. Matthew 16, 18, and these signs will follow those who believe. How many of you in here believe in this? How many of you believe? Well, these signs, it says, will follow. In my name, Jesus said, they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Roman numeral three, a few thoughts to encourage us now. I want to give you some of these thoughts as we go forward. The key point again today is today is the day 
we can move in the Spirit. We're not waiting down the road for things to get back to whatever normal is. And everybody can do it who calls themselves a Christian. I want to, a man named Wayne Grudem came up with this definition of what prophecy is. He says it's human words reporting something that God brings to mind. He was the main theologian for the uh, English Standard Version, ESV of the Bible. And this is what he, he says that it's human words reporting that something that God brings to your mind. So don't put undue pressure on yourself trying to get everything just right. The Spirit conveys, these are right here in your notes under paragraph A, the Spirit conveys thoughts to our mind that we communicate in contemporary language. They are a mixture of God's and man's words, combining divine inspiration with the human process. So you can get an impression, like you're talking to somebody, you can get an impression that they're worried about a family member. You get that impression, and then you just say, can I pray for your family? And they say, how did you know? I've been worried about my family today. And you didn't really know. I mean, it's not like this lightning bolt hits you. There's something going on. You just kind of have this little bubble. Can I, can I pray for your family? And so you're, you're just you're stepping into that of, of understanding. You're reporting something that God brought to your mind, and you weren't even sure God brought it to your mind. You just, it just came to your mind. Paragraph B, all of us can move in what's called simple prophecy. Simple prophecy. There are some who operate at a high level of accuracy. I've talked about Bob Jones before and Paul Cain. They're, they're in the office of prophet. There are men and women who are in that office of prophet. They operate at a high level of accuracy where they're um, in that office, it's the man or woman that has a greater or more dramatic kind of information about future events or other things. Really dramatic information. <clears throat> and I don't know how many there are like that, but I'm, my, my sense is there aren't that many in the office, but all of us can prophesy. And all of us are called to. Paragraph C, simple prophecy, is found in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. We're going to kind of land on this for a few minutes because this is going to help us see, oh, that was prophecy? 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies, by the way, prophesy, the word prophet, prophesy is from two Greek words, pro and phetes. It means to speak forth. That's what it, the essential word means. So you're speaking forth something that's a portion of what's on God's heart. So it says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Meaning you are edifying, exhorting, or comforting people. So look at edification there. Edification or to build up means you might have an impression and the edification is you're just confirming what they already know. But they were asking the Lord for a confirmation. I was doing this last week with someone. I, I was, we were talking and I said, 
know, that reminds me of the centurion servant and the centurion who had faith for Jesus to heal his servant. And they were like, I was just reading that this morning. And, I, and God was dealing with my heart about that kind of faith. And you're like, well, great, I, I, I got a base hit, you know. You were edifying them. You were confirming something they already knew. And so let's say, um, you know, they, they were, you're, you're talking to them or you, you have an impression and you're like, you know, I, I feel like the Lord wants you to be more, maybe more in, you can say maybe more, you know, you, you don't have to say, thus says the Lord. Say, you know, I feel like the Lord maybe wants you to be more involved in outreaches. And they're like, whoa, I was the Lord was just speaking to my heart yesterday. I think I need to be more in, in outreaches. But you, but you confirmed it to them. And then they had courage. They were built up to go for it. You see, if you don't ever get to the plate and take, and take the swings, you're not going to hit that many hits. And so you might even be, you might even get, let's say you get 50% where they're like, wow, that was, that really blessed me. Well, 50 is better when you're, when you're up to the plate 50 times than when you're up to the plate once or twice. So edification is basically at, in the simple prophecy level of this, you're confirming something they already know. Exhortation, be there, little b. It's where you're calling them to a new perseverance in a difficult time. You're exhorting them. To exhort means to like cheer on. You're exhorting them to not quit. And the words are, are very simple. It may just, it may just be like, like somebody came into the prayer room this week and they were, they don't usually, go, they don't go to the prayer room usually or the church, but I said, how's it going with your daughter her daughter um, was, is dating, and I won't go into a whole lot of different deal, detail there, but, but her, her daughter is an adult, and her boyfriend's mother is in Wicca, the Church of Satan. And she's been praying. She'd come in every maybe six months and, and talk to some and come and pray a little bit. And I said, How, how's it going? She's like, you could tell she was dejected, like, ah. Oh. I don't know, everything seems the same. And, and I just felt this impression. I said, you know, I said, what you're doing, but are you still praying for them? She's like, yeah. I said, what you're doing is really making a difference. And it's just that little, you know, like with Larry, you know, I said, he wants to give you a tune-up. I wasn't joking when I said tune-up. I was joking that I don't know what a tune-up is, but because I'm not a mechanic, but... But within about 30 seconds, I was praying for her. She starts crying. She got really exhorted to not quit. Misty Edwards, uh, one of the worship leaders in the, in the prayer room, she sings this song, if you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit, you win. She also said at a One Thing conference back years ago, she said this, and I put it in your notes, there are no super saints just believers who refuse to quit. And I would add, there are no super saints, just weak, frail, prone to wander, 
just like Elijah was a man, just like us, but they make up their mind they're not going to quit. You're here today, probably because someone didn't drag you here. This isn't like the popular thing. You're here, and there's something in you, and I just want to call that out right now. I just want to call out a fanning into flame of that, that choice maker in you. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit pursuing the things God's assigned me to pursue. Paragraph, uh, yeah, little c, comfort, edification, exhortation, comfort. Other times, you're comforting them. You're giving them God's perspective on a situation they're in. And it could be something very simple, like, I feel like the Lord is really pleased with what you're doing. The Lord sees you. Or you just say, you know, the Lord really loves you. Or you say, um, yeah, he sees you or he loves you or he's with you. And you're like, this isn't going to really make any difference to them. But, you know, I just feel like the Lord wants you to know he's really with you. And, you know, if it's something that they've just asked the Lord that earlier that day, because they were really in despair, so Lord, are you with me? And then you tell them that, they're like, ah, he's with me, you know? And, and so it's, it's, that's what simple prophecy does. And so, again, we can all do this. That's why I call it simple prophecy. Rachel, you all can start coming up. You give expression, paragraph D. I've talked about little impressions. That's really how a lot of it starts. And you say, see, it, <laughs> look at these. That's great, Sloan. <laughs> you, you, I don't know why the cassette tape is there, but all right. Is that dating, aging me or something? There you go. You give... These, you get these faint impressions. Go ahead and speak them out. You, you, you get the impression, then you give expression. That Paul Cain, a very man in the office of prophet, he's since gone to be with the Lord, but he, he had that phrase, give expression to the impression and see what God does. You may say, this is just a little thing, but then as you start giving expression, Something really powerful comes in your mind that's like, like, like a bomb dropped, and they're like, whoa. But it didn't come until you started giving expression, until you opened your mouth and shared. Josh, Jack, are you, Josh, you're here? Josh's birthday's tomorrow, and my birthday's tomorrow, so. But I was with him yesterday, and he's 30. 30 years old tomorrow. And I just thought this, I just had this little, I didn't have this, you know, thundering, give him this word, you know. I just said, you know, I've thought this a couple of times, Josh, you're going to be 30 tomorrow. That was the age when Jesus started his earthly ministry, they say. I said, I just feel like this is going to be a new year for a, a new level of effectiveness in ministry and perhaps even a new expression of ministry. And and then his dad, Jim, goes, you know, the Lord brought that to my mind too a couple of days ago. 
Well, it was a confirmation. It was, it just started out as a little impression. But I really believe that's what the Lord wanted to encourage you with. So let's give expression to the impression. You know, you don't have to dress it up. You don't have to, you know, go into a trance and, you know, get that look in your eye. And, Thus says the Lord, today you will be delivered of blah, blah, blah. Because here's the thing. If you wait for that, you will take less risk. But if you just go, hey, you know, can I just pray for you? I just sit, sit, these things in it. You know, if it blesses them, then it'll, it'll, it'll bless them. If, if it's like, oh, okay, well, at least you prayed for them. And they're like, well, thank you for praying, right? Who's going to turn down prayer? Most people won't. Amen. I want to give us time now to wait on the Lord and ask him. Uh, just, I want to pray a prayer for us, uh, all of us, to, like, to reactivate the gifts of God in us, to reactivate us, to bless others. I've been giving some personal examples from just like this last few days because this message has spoken to me. I haven't been speaking up enough because I was waiting for the audible voice or the lightning bolt instead of the faint impression. God will give more if we ask for more. We eagerly, the Bible says to eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. And so let's, if you would, let's stand to your feet right now. I want to pray over us. For those of you who want to reactivate and experience more of the gifts of the Spirit in your life, want you to stand. In pre-service prayer, I felt the Lord, there were two walls that the Lord wanted to break down in our minds related to all, everyone operating. There's a wall in our mind that says, well, just the leaders do this, not me. That separation that's not supposed to be there. And then there's a wall in our mind that says, well, we're supposed to just seek his face and not his hand. His, we're supposed to seek the giver and not the gifts. But I have in your notes two places where it says desire earnestly the gifts as well. You seek his face first, and then the, and, but then you also seek to move in the power in his gifts. Okay, because Jesus died so that you could know him and make him known. He died so that you can move in the power. So, so, Lord, I just come before you. We come before you, Lord. We want to move in the spirit in greater measure. Would you just, if you feel led to say this after me, I'm going to pray a prayer where this just say, Lord Jesus, I'm not content with where I am in the gifts of the Spirit. 
I believe more will happen if I ask for more. Strengthen what remains in me. Increase my influence and effectiveness in Jesus' name. Now I'd like us, Rachel, just to lead us in a song as you stand. Just stay engaged the Lord. And if the Lord gives you something, the Lord may give you something for someone in the room, like someone is two rows behind you. You may get some form of impression because after this song, I'm just going to give you the freedom to gather in groups of two or three and just pray for each other. See what happens. But he may give you something that's an edification or an exhortation or a comfort to someone else. Let's come before.